0: Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Taking you up to 2 p.m. Had a question. We want to throw this out for the rest of the show. Even the rest of the week, if anything pops in your mind and you get a number, this is how we're going to do this. So, basically, I saw on... Niners basically Niners Twitter the question was would you rather have 50k given to you okay okay lump sum right it's my money and I want it now lump sum okay or shout out JG Wentworth shout out JG Wentworth or confirmed Niners Super Bowl win this coming season. Mm. So we have that for the Niners and now I'm going to ask the same question. So you can answer this question 916-339-1140. You can answer that question and you can also answer the question in terms of the Kings. Mm -hmm. What would be your number? So me personally I thought that anybody who would take Wouldn't take the 50K in this economy. Yeah. is insane.
1: Yeah, you're a lunatic.
0: So I posted that. Tax-free. And a lot of tax-free. Okay. Right? I posted that. It's just a a suitcase full of cash, just like the 90s, okay? A lot of people said, championships last forever. 50K, I can make that money, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So- the question is, what's your what's your number? Right. Okay. If fifty k isn't enough for Kings or Niners, yeah. If fifty k isn't enough, what's your number? Because we talked a little bit about it,
1: yeah. A couple table, a right. couple yeah, nights yeah. ago,
0: and I forgot what your number was, but yeah. you thought I, I had to be higher 50K for the Kings was not Vikings. enough. Fifty k, you would take the championship over fifty k.
1: I would take the money over the championship, but I do have a n yeah, I don't I don't even know what that number would be, but I, I do hear the, the championships are forever argument is valid because it is like a lifetime worth of happiness and, and memories that you just can't obviously get until you win the championship. And everyone I've never experienced a, a true championship from my two favorite teams i've right. gotten to i went to the giants parade but mm-hmm. you know my stance on baseball has been well well chronicled here yeah, you love it ah, yeah it's 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 great <laughs> but uh you know so i i would say a hundred it would probably take a hundred plus for me and, and then i'll then i'll take the money
0: a hundred plus yeah, i think
1: i think it would have to be a hundred you
0: are true blue yeah, right there I think my so. friend i think so I think nate so. here we go we have from the 530 they said Ten thousand. I don't know if they meant to say a hundred thousand, but ten thousand from the Nine one six is taking the fifty k. I don't know if that's for the fifty k. Obviously, is
1: or the niners. Pretty fantastic. I feel like you'd it's hap- also not life changing.
0: It's not it's not that a hundred
1: is, but like you know,
0: I feel like you'd have to take into account the
1: teams, right? Yeah, of course. I feel like fifty k could
0: not be maybe not enough for the niners because you feel like the
1: niners will be right. back. Kings. I feel like you'd have to up your price, right? Because the Kings, it's like forget even if you tell me win, like I, I almost would would pay fifty k just just get us there, you're like right, uh, just 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 you know I I I would take an appearance if you're gonna tell me the Kings are gonna win, which I just don't think there's any any sort of guarantee, especially right. in basketball that the that the Kings could win in my lifetime. It would it would take I mean yeah I I don't I don't know I think exactly you what the higher. number is I do want to yeah. go I think higher. you want to go higher I really want to consider going higher but at some point it is. Uh, you, you do got to look out for yourself. And uh, 100, 125, 150 is, is yeah, it's definitely good, where it's I'm like, point. Ah, I got got to kind of look out for me on this one. It's bragging rights forever. It's bragging rights forever. And you you get, get, get the merch forever. The merch is who forever. Who knows what that does? Like, you're just saying one championship. Who knows what that does? You're not saying, like, and then you everything. never win again. Right? Like, you're just saying you win one, and whatever yeah. happens after happens after. So, I, I I don't know. That that number for me is getting pretty high, but uh, I've also never had one. Like I said, I've never had one of my major teams win one. So I, I might have a little bit skewed. Yeah, skewed not to be
0: that guy, but if you were in the Bay Area yeah. and you've had the Warriors <laughs> and the Giants, right. I could see and why.
1: And the Niners and getting close, And 50K too. in the
0: Bay Area ain't doing anything ain't doing anyway. No. So you no. might that's, as well take the Niners. That's
2: one month's rent, right? Right, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: geez. So you have AA Ron from the Sack Chat. Shout out to the Sack Chat. I've gone 28 years without being able to celebrate my fandom is worth more than 2k a year. I think I start to consider it at 200k.
2: Yeah. I, that's yeah.
1: interesting too, breaking it down in the monthly salaries pretty yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. Nate, what's oh, your I'm number?
2: Niners over 50k. 100k? Uh, that's when you start to think more? <laughs> yeah. Um, so
0: 200 is no question.
2: No, I just said the hundred is where you start to think. I know, more. so I'm
0: adding an extra hundred. Uh,
2: well, my trajectory financially is nowhere near the this. way my bank account works. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, don't make a lot of money. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm going through it. I. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a merry Christmas. You, know, yeah, you, know, yeah, 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 you know, you don't got it. Listen, I, my love for the Niners is undying, yeah. and I need to see this happen.
1: Okay. So uh, what's your the number?
2: The 50K – oh, God.
1: This is also – it is interesting for Niner fans, too, especially like Nate, though, because, Nate, you never really got to experience no. the the Niners being a champion. And, you know, you only get to hear about it from your dad and from other family members. It would probably be pretty nice to be in It's honestly kind of annoying
2: hearing it from the older right. crowd. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, great, you got yeah. to – Cool, right. man. Oh, and then you want Sick. another one? Oh, okay, cool. cool, cool dude. Cool. Oh, a third? Okay, yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, four, four. Okay. Yeah, great. Oh, your favorite player oh, is Jerry okay. Rice. I never really got to see him play. Yeah. Uh, he was a Seahawk when I was in elementary school. What's your number? Uh,
0: God. Chris already said 200K for the kids. I'll just
2: say 100K. I'll just say 100K. Yeah. Okay. That's respectable. That I'm yeah. sorry. That still makes and you feel a good fan. gross about it. No, that makes
0: you a good fan, but <laughs> yeah. it makes you. it makes you financially smart. I just... You do a lot with hundred K still. Fifty K crypto. All right, well, take the championship <laughs> yeah, if you are
2: going to. Doing all right on crypto right now. Crypto's all right. Crypto's up. Great. Great. All right. I'm glad for. Can her. you ask me, <laughs> ask me about the oh, interceptions? You are going to ask me about. that. Oh yeah, interceptions. Were they fluky to you? Uh, the first one was not. The first one they beat him on timing for sure. He's throwing into his zone like Madden. They read it. They beat him. He. I don't think he saw the safety. He didn't. Uh, didn't. I don't know how he did because they
0: showed his (laughs) eyes, and his eyes never even got over there. It's
2: It's weird
1: because the safety didn't move.
0: Right, Kyle (laughs) Hamilton. By the way, if he hopefully I know he got injured towards the end. He's a dog. Well, I'm going to
2: blame Brock for not being avert a lot of these interceptions, Mm. Mm. and I think that honestly probably plays in. He probably didn't see over his guys. Probably didn't just didn't see. I mean, it happens. It's whatever. Sure. Uh, It was early on, and I was like, all right, that's fine. Let's see how he bounces back. Didn't bounce back very well. Sure. Uh, it just tipped balls, right? Besides the face, it's just that stuff happens, right? It happens. But are you
0: calling them fluky?
2: <sighs> See, if I do, Chris is going to be like typical.
1: I, I, I will not. I promise.
0: But I- I the reason I don't get the whole fluky thing is that don't people say all the time they they hold their breath when a ball gets tipped because yeah.
2: it's probably going to get picked? Yeah, it's like a 50-50. So yeah. what is
0: the fluky nature of that?
2: Yeah, They got the un- Fortunate 50-50 side. I mean, I guess things have just been going their way. He's had throws like this. He
0: had more. He's going he to about five kings. He's made
2: bad decisions in the past. Uh, I think it was the Seattle game where in the first drive, he throws a touchdown to Brandon Ayuk. That was a bad throw. And Ayuk made the play, and Kyle Shanahan like, scolded him for it after the game in the media. was like, that wasn't a good throw. We're all holding our breath. We're not happy about it, and he made it work. So he's done things like this. It's just gone his way. The, the tip stuff is just like, it just sucks. It just happens. I mean, the defender, that's more props to the defense, I think. I think that's right. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is I'm trying to give more props to the Ravens defense. No, it's but I appreciate that.
0: I appreciate that because that take, Fluky means that it wouldn't happen again. Yeah. Maybe no, not four. Yeah.
2: Maybe not four. I'm glad you gave me a definition because it's hard. Like, I want to say Fluky, but it's just The defense made the play. They got the tip. They put the hand up in the right place. And then after that, it's right place, right time, right? You're just around. Like, look at... Fourteen. Uh, that's not Humphrey. Who was that? Hamilton. Who, yeah, Hamilton. He was sandwiched on the ground. Yeah, that's gets effort. up and then it's just there where the ball's at. The Kings need to watch that. The <laughs> Kings need to watch that play. Kings got to do a lot of other stuff too. Yeah, they got to play. Players make only meeting. Yeah. Oh yeah, that always works. There you go. Uh, but that's kind of where I sit on that. Yeah. All right. If we you want to hear more, listen tonight. Uh, uh Six to seven. Nicely it's be a done. Bad show. All right. Well, not nicely <laughs> well, done. Okay. Got to get to
0: a break. When we get back, we have sound. From Debo after Micah Parsons calls him out. Micah Parsons just always oh ending goodness. up on this show. He just does not stop talking. We also have really interesting sound. I'm surprised this didn't blow up more. This is from a cornerback on the Ravens, Brandon Stevens, and he uses a term for Brock Purdy, not game manager, but he uses a term for Brock Purdy that I have not heard before. You're not going to want to admit this when we get back. Stiles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.
2: Local. Live and local. This is Sacktown
0: Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. The bad boys of the midday with Nate Littlefield behind the glass doing his thing as usual. The Niners did not do their thing on Christmas night. And Brock Purdy can all but kiss away that MVP trophy, which I know fans like Nate, A lot of fans feel like, hey, now we can focus on the Lombardi. The real, the real, real goal here. And I'm not talking about David. (laughs) No, you're not. You're not. Who was, you know, he had some things to break down. A lot of people had things to break down as the curious case of Brock Purdy and his four interceptions took hold of us on Christmas night. Micah Parsons. Who always has something always. to say, even when his team can't win a game themselves, they <laughs> lost to the Dolphins. And that didn't stop Michael Parsons from still inserting himself into the conversation as he's watching the Ravens and Niners on Christmas Day, the evening. He says, down 21, and there are no shots or development throws. Should tell you all you need to know. That's what Michael Parsons tweeted. So you have Debo, who does that weekly hit with Kay Adams on Up and Adams. Debo responds to that and more. Here's Debo. Oh,
2: geez, I think. First of all, Cam Newton stopped taking my phone, bro. He was a fan, like, two weeks ago. Like, that's mad crazy. Like, you wanted me on your podcast after talking about my quarterback, which is funny to me. But anyway, uh, back to this Michael Parsons story. Like, bro, we beat you 24, I mean, 42 to, like, whatever the score may be, like, like, a long time ago, like I don't, I don't get why he's so bothered about what we got going on over here, whatever the case may be. I, and mean, I don't. I, I don't. Gronk, I, don't Gronk, I don't understand. Like you saying, like you can be a quarterback in this offense. Like I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand what you, where you going with that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They got a big game and an awful loss. It doesn't make sense. But he's uh, he thinks he could. He then goes on and tweets, (laughs) Debo does, goes on to tweet, you talk about it so much, something to the effect of, you talk about it so much, I think you want a Niners jersey. That's what Debo said. I think that was today. So they're going back and forth. And again, Michael Parsons, I, I I don't understand why you continue to talk. I mean, maybe if you had beat the Dolphins. Right, but you got your own problem. He yeah. gave
2: so much love to Brock Purdy too after they beat him. Almost like, look how good he is. Because he beat the this, Dallas and this Cowboys. This is what
0: happens with this is this is so funny to me. And I got a quick tangent because the whole thing. If you remember the the beginning of you remember the beginning of the new media thing with Draymond Green. It was we're not we're athletes. We're not just coming out right. with hot takes unfiltered. We're yeah. uh, this is the real. Yeah. We're not just doing it for clicks. Right, and look what would you have it. Yeah, all these guys are doing the same thing yeah. because click sell. Yep. Unfortunately, but that's the truth. Nate just illustrated that. At first, it was Brock Purdy as the man. Oh, I need people to look. I think it's on Bleacher Report, wherever the heck it is. Michael Parsons. Now all of a sudden, actually, I just changed my mind after he smacked us forty-two to ten. Right. That I decided that I could do what Brock Purdy does. So how that switches up. That makes absolutely no sense to me, Micah Parsons. And like Debo said, you need to be worrying about what's going on in your own home. Because the last time I checked, Dak did his job. Yeah, Dak got the score. And the Dolphins just marched on down and kicked the field goal. So, Micah, I don't know why you're even talking about the Niners right now.
1: Yeah, no, I I don't get it. I think that this is kind of a uh, this is like a new new media almost. Oh where man, it's this it's this you know the the player side of it. Yes, you're still getting the the players' perspective on right. things, but like you said, they're just kind of falling into what old media had done—the yeah. hot take culture—and you know I do think it's it's a little bit of this dude is still really young. He's in his second NFL season. He might not fully understand the game. He might not understand – you know, he still thinks he's he's indestructible. He still thinks he can take on the world – you know he doesn't understand that you know sometimes you're you're giving unnecessary fuel to a fire that might not even be there. It doesn't need to be there, and that's what he's done with this podcast. And you know I'm sure a lot of teams. This is exactly why teams usually are very tight with how they handle their PR and how they you know give out their players. It's a wild, wild West, right it's now. the last thing you want if you're a team. This is a bad look not only for for Micah Parsons but it's also for the Cowboys. Like you're putting a giant target. on on your team's back when there already is a massive target being a Cowboy. Now you have teams actively thinking about you and actively having reasons to say, well, I want to give it. Now, if the Niners and the Cowboys play again in the playoffs – you better believe Brock Purdy's going to have a little bit of extra juice, yes. a little bit of extra fire. And Micah Parsons, you better hope that he doesn't single you out and that that would be a good idea. But you right. better hope that when push comes to shove, when there's a big play that needs to be made and it comes your way, you better make that play because yeah. you've done a lot, a lot of talking. A lot of talking. And you talking. better be able to back it up because we saw, I mean, how the Niners had to approach this offseason and, and the season leading into that Eagles game. Debo, he he talked about the Eagles game. He didn't go as far as Micah Parsons has gone so far. And you saw how that little interaction built up over right. the offseason. If Michael Parsons keeps this up, it's just, again, it, he, he's going he's gonna to do more damage for his team than good, no matter how ridiculous of a player he is. Well, that's just what's so funny. You have a guy
0: who obviously is a star in this league, but his takes are very much just like the guy who sits on his couch, yeah, I could I could throw so. like Brock Purdy. Where are the shots downfield? Like this is Madden or something. They're just gonna do right. every just a go route. Yeah, Everybody oh, just oh we're losing by by a touchdown. Yeah, let's just, gotta, just run verticals. Let's just let's just throw out our our playbook. So. What I also wanted to get to, and we can close the book on Micah Parsons. I'm sure we will talk about him again. And I think this is more important when you're looking at Brock Purdy, whether you think the interceptions were fluky or not, this would lead me into the conversation of them not being fluky and more to the conversation of the Ravens just being on top of it, which will lead us into whether or not Shanahan went a little bit more vanilla. But this is Brandon Stevens, who is a cornerback on the Ravens. And he had something to say that I hadn't heard about,
1: heard before. Four
2: times. Hey man, we got we got DBs with hands. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh we just try to stay attached. Uh we knew that they you know, they're a spot spot team. They throw the spots. Um
1: and you know, he you know, he he trusted spots. And so we just gotta, you know, be be at the spot that you know that we see on film that he's gonna go he's to gonna... just enjoying shout out to Jackson. Yeah, <laughs>
0: enjoying some Christmas music after that <laughs> Christmas W. He called him a spot thrower. Yeah. He's right. And I've never heard of that. I've never heard that term before. And I think Tua is also in that category or, you know, they anticipate where the ball is going to go. So that speaks to the Ravens and their due diligence and making sure that they studied and, okay, when they run this, they do that. And Shanahan is so good at disguising things. Now that leads us into the conversation of how much of that was the Ravens doing their work, or are we even going to entertain that Shanahan went more. Van- oh, no, okay. that sh- that Shanahan went more vanilla because you might see them down the road. Sure. I personally don't believe that simply because you, you this this is basically this is basically organized war, organized chaos. You could lose a guy every time you step out on that field for the rest of the season. Yeah. So to have a team step out and to go into it thinking, hey, if we lose, we lose. And you did. You lost yeah. You lost Trent Williams. We'll see how serious it is. So to go into that game when you only need to win two more, especially when I know Shanahan probably doesn't care about Brock winning the MVP, you have all the momentum, or, or McAfee for that reason, right. you're really going to not show your whole playbook, and okay, if we lose, we lose. But now you gotta win out. And let's not forget who the last game is. That's the Rams. Yeah. And the Rams looking good have, have looked good. So, and yes, Nate, Nate is throwing his hands up. Yes, you did call it Nate. They're starting to turn it around. So, because of that, I, I thought I'll give you this. Maybe once the game got out of hand. He said, I'm not going to blow it out by, I'm not going to show my hand trying to get back in this thing, but there is no way I will sit there and believe that Kyle Shanahan thought I'm going to hold however many plays, right? And I feel like every coach secretly does that, but I'm going to purposely not put our best effort forward offensively in case we see them again. I don't think I, that that's a lot that of chess, sense. and that's taking a real chance. Because if you do lose to the Rams, because yeah. you could have rested against the Rams, mm-hmm. now you can't. Now, if you do lose to the Rams and the and the Eagles went out, you're back in second. Yep. So I don't I don't see that being a realistic thing that Kyle Shanahan nope. would do. But to the spot, it's way spot, too
1: convenient of, any, of it, an excuse. It's just coping. Yeah. It's just it's just that's heavy terrible.
0: cope Gatorade. That's the flavor. It's cope. But back to Brock Purdy and the spot throwing thing. Could that be a book? Right? Could that be a book? Obviously, they have a lot of weapons, but could that be a book of, hey, he's starting to show some tendencies here. Right. And it, Now, I, I think that the book was already out. You just don't have the personnel, and the Ravens do.
1: Right. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that that's a factor into it. I, I do think, personally, to, to answer the, the question, I, I think that it speaks more to me to the Ravens' preparation. Mm. I mean, I think if— you know, to to how the Ravens explained it is pretty much like you said. I mean, Brock just has a tendency to throw it more so to spots instead mm-hmm. of uh, you know, actually looking at, at not necessarily where the receiver's at, but just he, he is a, a a creature of habit, if mm-hmm. you will. To me, that's saying – I mean, it's a risky game plan, too, because if he goes away from that habit, if he picks up on what you're doing, he could try and expose it. It just takes a simple pump fake and throwing himself a little bit off of his timing right. to, to get you completely burnt on the backside. So, no, I, I think that it's just the Ravens did their due diligence. They – they, they took that game incredibly seriously. I mean, I think the Niners have gone through a gauntlet of already proving themselves. And I think, frankly, the Ravens looked at this more so as an opportunity for them to make a statement. And, you know, though both teams definitely wanted the win, I think it's OK and fair to say that that game narrative wise probably meant a whole lot more for the Ravens staking their claim than the Niners staking their claim. Like we said, the Niners got killed. I don't think you or I have changed our thoughts no. on where the Niners stand in the NFC, but to me, that Ravens win pretty much cements them in my eyes as as the class of the AFC and I don't I don't even know where number 2 would start.
0: Is it I don't know if it's the Bills. I have It might have be no the Bills. Clue. It seriously might be the Bills. Yeah, it might be the Bills. It could be the Browns with oh Joe Flacco the way that no that thing. he's been playing. I mean, who knows at this point? You know, does it make you change? we got to get to a break. And I know that, obviously, they lost after that, the Eagles did. But did it maybe make you think – and I'm the one who said I think the Eagles are done, Yeah, right? But does it make you – does it give you cause to pause on burying the Eagles because of how they lost to the Niners and just thinking – and I know they lost after that. That's the difference. But maybe – maybe they just – Maybe they just had a rough one, right? And I know it was worse. It was a worse beatdown. But still, this happens in the NFL. I was trying to tell you
1: all last week. I'm telling you, it's not not a for sure thing. The Niners are just going to walk into the Super Bowl. I think any given Sunday, anything can happen. And, uh, you know, a couple things go wrong and momentum goes one way sometimes it's just it's not your week and uh, that's that's the unfortunate thing about football playoffs is you only get one game it's not a three game series it's not a seven game series you got one day to go out there and prove how good you are and sometimes you, you just kind of mess up sometimes you have random four interception games you can't account for uh, I I think, you know, the Niners still should be picked as the class of the NFC and the team to make it out. But, you know, I, I think Philly is is a team that's obviously shown 11 times this season that they're capable of winning games, whether it be pretty or ugly. Uh, they still get the result. And I think the Niners are a team that definitely, you know, while most more times than not, they show that level of consistency. Uh, they they're a team that that. Does have a a couple of flaws that, you know, you, you if you expose, they, they could look bad on a given week.
0: I know the Eagles in that secondary has been struggling, but you could even make the argument that maybe the Cowboys could take advantage sure. of this film that been a they long saw time. from the Ravens. And I know Mike met. has been talking, but you can look at what the Ravens tried to do, and I think the Cowboys might have a better defensive personnel yeah. to replicate that than the yeah. Eagles. I just don't trust the Eagles secondary. I just think they're going to get cooked. For sure. And, you know, they, they were going back and forth with, you know, <laughs> you know, posting trash cans, Eagles fans posting trash cans and naming them Bradbury and big play Slay. So I think I think that something can be done. I'm not sure what. There's only one Ravens defense, but I think that the Niners definitely need to take this one seriously as much as the sack chat is saying that the Ravens got lucky. I guess. Mm. I guess we will have to see. Yeah. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, continuing to talk NFL. It takes over Christmas. How does it make you feel? And it's NFL versus NBA. We'll talk about it on Christmas Day. Salson Watkins, Sactown Sports.
2: Sacktown
0: Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Having some conversations about the Niners and Brock Purdy and the MVP. I mean, look, you look at that, look at this in a positive way. You have a guy in his second year in the MVP race. For majority of the season, right? Kind of got hot, was a little bit lower, gets to the front runner, has a tough game, but he still just turned 24 today. Happy birthday to Brock Purdy. He just turned 24 today. I saw something from Chase Sr. who tweeted tweeted this out. Friend of the show, Chase Sr. T for Temple U. Go Owls. And he was asking the question as to why Brock Purdy isn't being accepted. As essentially the lovable underdog that he should be because of where he got drafted. So it took me a while. I really wanted to think about this because I think it's, I think it is interesting, right? And, and I want to get your thoughts, obviously, Chris and 916-339-1140. If you want to be a part of the conversation and people do love an underdog, right? I think we all know that, but people also like to see your rise. People seem to hate. What they believe to be overnight celebrities. Okay. And I think that some of that is going on with Brock Purdy. I think that non Niner fans see Brock Purdy and it feels like he got to skip the line. Yeah. Right. And it does not help at all that Jimmy G got benched and we just haven't heard from the guy in Vegas after he took this team to a Super Bowl without Christian McCaffrey. That doesn't help either. Now, he didn't look like this. He was never in MVP conversation. But I don't think that helps the situation. But I do think that as much as people love an underdog, they also like to see you. You're an underdog that got put on a Super Bowl-ready roster. Yeah. Right? So what you overcame, what he overcame, I guess, isn't the classic. Right? He beat out Trey Lance, who Trey Lance is ultimately just not very good because nobody wants Trey Lance. Okay, Jimmy had already moved on. So I guess, I don't know. It's a really funny, interesting conversation because he did overcome being the third quarterback. Honestly, the fourth, because he had to beat, what's his name out, to be the third quarterback. And then Trey gets hurt, Jimmy gets hurt, he comes up, he does his thing. Ultimately, I think the issue is the belief that anybody, which I disagree with, mm-hmm. I think the list is way bigger in people's minds than it actually is, that anybody can operate this offense yeah. to some degree. And I think that's working against him and some of the feeling that Brock skipped the line a bit and he hasn't paid yeah, his sure. dues. I think that's why he's not coming off as a a lovable underdog when he does yeah. have an underdog story.
1: Yeah, and I think that there is an element, too, to build on that of – you know, with an underdog, people like to see that underdog in order for it to be a true heartwarming underdog story. You kind of need to do it. And when I say have success Mm -hmm. on your own, like, like the Jeremy Lin thing is, oh my gosh, Jeremy Lin is acting like He's Kobe Bryant right now, and he's lifting this team by himself. Nick Foles, when he won the Super Bowl with the Philly special, he catches the Philly special. I think he's even the one who goes to the sideline and is like, let's Philly Philly or whatever and calls the play. And so I think people like the the hero element of it. And since Brock, I don't know if this metaphor is going to work, but it's like. You know, an, an orphan being adopted into a into a wealthy family versus an orphan being adopted into a, an incredibly poor family, and I right. think. That's actually a pretty good one. Yeah, it's like people have forgotten that he was an orphan because he got brought into this wonderful family Mm -hmm. that has all this money and has all this opportunity. And now he's doing better than you. And now he's doing better than your team. And all of a sudden, you want to discount the fact that this guy was in a down-bad situation and and made the most of it. And yes, he was aided by his situation, but he still thrived in that situation. He didn't have to thrive. He could have taken that money and and thrown it away. He could have invested into something that was terrible, but he's sorry, Nate, but yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think that I think it's an element of people are upset at the fact that this guy who didn't have anything didn't come up by himself. It wasn't his own merit that brought him to stardom. At least that's how, like you said, the non Niner fan views it. It's this guy came in with all of these toys, all of these weapons it would have been hard for him to fail. And I think that's why I will continue to say and protest that the best thing that can happen for Brock Purdy and his legacy is for him to go out for an extended period of time so that everyone can see what it looks like when Mac Jones, or, I mean, in this case, Sam Sam Darnold, Darnold. what it looks like when someone else is truly running the show because apparently it's the easiest thing ever. But I think once people see what it looks like when someone they perceive as – Good enough to run that offense runs it and doesn't run it to the same level as Brock. I think that's when people will just have to look at the situation and say, look, clearly this guy is better than whatever we think replacement level is.
0: Yeah. And it's 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 funny how the term underdog can can be a little different. Oh, right? yeah. Depending, because it's a blessing
1: and a curse. But, but look too. at C.J. Stroud.
0: Yeah. Right. I think teams like to be surprised. Yeah. The problem is the Niners never stunk okay because CJ Stroud goes second behind Bryce Young and he's dang near getting treated like an underdog because nobody expected the Texans to do anything
1: how much of this too is that makes me think like how much of this is people also upset at the Niners got this wrong they messed up the process right you went for Trey Lance yeah and you just kind of stumble into this guy I think that there's a lot of jealousy and hate that goes into it as well it's a lot of of course these guys the one time they they potentially ruin the next five years of their franchise they just stumble into this piece that actually is a perfect band-aid and makes you forget about this massive mistake that usually craters franchises of course the 49ers who are one of I they don't act like it but the Niners are one of the most uh you know successful franchises in the NFL of course, it works out for them exactly, and that's why people
0: don't don't want to credit Brock. And to be completely honest, you could make the argument if you are not a Niner fan from the outside looking in. We heard about a lot of this. You could say, "Well, dang!" I mean, it's more of an indictment on Trey because no one has come calling, and I don't know the rules after the Cowboys traded for him. Right. We'll see this coming off season, but you got to think some people are thinking those same people that try to discredit Brock must be thinking, "Trey, how bad how was bad Trey?" Is this or kid or. Could he have maybe done something similar? We'll never know. We got to get to a break. When we get back, does Brock Purdy and a Kardashian have something in common? What? We'll discuss. Stiles and Watkins, Sactown Sports. Sports call or text at 916 339 1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. Talking about Brock Purdy, talking about the Niners. Nobody's worried about the Niners in the NFC. I'm not. I'm not. We'll see what happens. Lions, another Saturday game. Lions, Cowboys coming up this weekend. We'll see what happens there. If the Cowboys go out and handle well they just lost to the dolphins the dolphins another afc team that right. we mentioned and chris you have some feelings on the dolphins
1: yeah i just i don't i i, I just don't believe in them like they cuz that was the fraud bowl yeah, right cowboys versus dolphins they won the fraud bowl big time yeah I, it, to me they're like in the same conversation as the lions where it feels like they're good like they're definitely mm-hmm. better than your run of the mill average nfl team but i i just i can't see them at the end of the day representing their conference in 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 the in the Super Bowl like I don't even know if they can real I can see them winning one playoff game depending on matchup but I just don't see them running the table I, I, I think that the the Dolphins are in my opinion closer than the Lions but to me both of those teams have massive flaws that just that don't feel like if they were to hoist the Lombardi trophy at the end of the season it just wouldn't feel like the best team won
0: what if they beat the Ravens this weekend
1: the Dolphins that is yeah I mean, that's a good step, especially when it's considering the fact that, you know, part of their biggest criticism has been they can't beat good teams. But even then, like I in Baltimore, I would that would be impressive. That that would definitely make it a lot more impressive. I assume the weather is probably not going to be favorable to the Dolphins either. That would be a big statement. I don't know if it would completely flip me, but it would definitely make me at least it would give me some evidence to show that, okay, maybe this team can win in some different situations to me I still view the Dolphins a little bit in the same vein that I view the Kings where it's can I can I just see you win in a in a different fashion let me see what it looks like when you don't have the Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle over the top pass and what it kind of looks like if you need to slowly methodically move the ball down the field and get a get an eight minute touchdown drive what does that look like from the Dolphins I, I I just kind of need to see that, and I think I do think the Ravens are a perfect opponent, especially at this point in the season, to to give them that kind of test. Yeah, that would be. But don't lose, cause, right? Because then all faith is gone.
0: Well, that would be another fraud alert. Fraud alert. If they're able to take down the Ravens, that would be two in a row against a good Cowboys team. Yeah. And then you go out and beat a Ravens team. I had something that I know piqued your interest. Oh boy. Before we went to break, and we would yeah. you used you use the <laughs> example of Brock. If you were an orphan going to a a rich family, a wealthy family versus a middle class or whatever it is, and you may forget that, hey, this guy doesn't have his parents, right? Right. He just It's not his fault. This is who he was adopted to. And I have something I feel like is similar here. So a couple years ago, it might have been more than a couple, but people got really upset at the wording. I believe it was Forbes when they called Kylie Jenner the first self-made oh, right. billionaire. Yeah. And people are thinking, self-made? Yeah. <laughs> what is your definition of self-made? Right. Because, you know, she didn't come from nothing. Right. She wasn't a billionaire, right? Right, And didn't have a billionaire to her name. But what what is the definition of self-made, right? Yeah. At, by the time she was 12 years old, she was a celebrity, right? Yeah. I
1: mean, she was kind of born into a celebrity. She was essentially <laughs> yeah.
0: born into it, right? So right. a lot of people were upset with that. But the bottom line is that whether she she could have tricked it off, and we know wealthy families everywhere. Oh, yeah, and yeah Rob kids, Kardashian's not running Rob around. Rob Kardashian's with, not a billionaire, bees, okay? right? So, I do liken that to the Brock Purdy situation, to where <laughs> he Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, <laughs> to where Brock Purdy put in a good situation, yeah. and he is really not taking it for granted. He's really oh, yeah. elevated it versus. Just kind of being run of the mill because we saw this was Jimmy G didn't get that much time with Chris McCaffrey, but it never looked like this. Mm-hmm. Right. And he Jimmy G was never in the MVP. Big conversation. Rob Kardashian vibes. Rob Kardashian. <laughs> and then you have Brock, who is Kylie Jenner. Yeah. So that is where I think it's OK. He's not self-made in the same way, but nobody would call right. Kylie Jenner an underdog story either. Probably not. No. So I think that is what Brock is struggling with a little bit. Because they see the team that he went to. Right. And it's hard to it's hard to also add on that he is elevating them. It right. doesn't feel like it because they were already good. They already had money. And the Kardashians I like already that. had money.
1: Yeah, it kinda of, I mean, yeah, and but you could also argue to that to that point, to the Brock Purdy point, like Kylie Jenner probably did elevate the Kardashian. As crazy as that is, as, as crazy as, as it is. As big as they already were, as yeah. good as they already were as a cash cow family, you could argue that. Kylie definitely added to the value of said family brand. And I think it, it definitely fits to throw that into Brock as well. Like, yes, Brock walked into a situation that has plenty of value mm-hmm. spread across all the positions, but he's still something that is additive to yes. the roster. Like, it's not like he is his, I mean, I know the narrative is Brock is just getting it to his playmakers, but man, there's situations in which, yeah, he's looking downfield. He's, he's not afraid to take those, Those risky throws, and sometimes it definitely hasn't worked out, but sometimes I think more times than not this year it has, and it's led to the Niners. Nate said it last week like, they this is probably the best Niners offense they've seen Mm -hmm. since those Steve Young Joe Montana days, and Brock's a big part of that. Like, Brock's gotta, gotta, he's the engine that makes that thing go. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, it's a really nice car, but that thing cannot operate if if Brock isn't giving them the ball in, in positions to uh to be successful. So yeah, I mean it's it's we've we've been doing this for sixteen weeks now. It Brock is definitely additive. He's not just a guy who's out there and and you know I don't even want to use the term game manager, but just, you know, putting the ball in places and letting the guys do the work. He is himself making plays.
0: He did not on Christmas, but that not. does no, not take not. away from what Brock yeah. has done all Season long. Let's get to the phone lines 916-339-1140 And ten wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, ten? What you got for us, Styles and Watkins? Uh, uh, LeBron and Dwayne Wade remind, or I should say the other way around, Lamar Jackson and Odell remind me of Wade and LeBron, just like the stardom power. Now I know that Odell is not the wide receiver one, but you know. I'm just so happy for the guy, I man. He spend so much uh, through the injuries, this and that. I hope that he can win another Super Bowl ring. Uh, this is just a call for me to uh, ride, Le- uh, ride Odell. Thanks for the call, Tin. Yeah, well, and Odell, did you see that? I posted he had a clip where he was talking trash. Yeah, I thought I saw he that. Was, he was talking trash to somebody after a play and he wasn't looking where he was going and he runs right into alignment. Really? Odell (laughs) while he was talking trash. So that was pretty funny. And yeah, Odell is a guy who had a little bit of a resurgence earlier this season. Yeah. A couple long passes from Lamar. He got in the end zone. He was dancing and they're going to need more of that. If Mm -hmm. they want to pull this thing off with no Mark Andrews, Uh, likely, played well again, you lose Keaton Mitchell. So you've lost some weapons. Yeah. Odell is not going to be running jet sweeps anymore at right. this stage in his career, but he is a guy that if you forget about him and Zay Flowers, I mean, the thing about the Ravens offense compared to the Niners is it's so different week to week. This seat, this game, it looked like, okay, Lamar was just going to step up in the pocket Finest playmakers, I, dare I say, dink or dunk, and Zay Flowers was just getting it loose. Was all right? Zay Flowers, yeah, Zay he was Flowers their getting only loose. weapon. And yeah. I know,
1: like, I I left this game pretty. I know I've been unimpressed by the Ravens' offense, but to me. I, I leave this game still feeling the same really? way. I mean, how many times – Brock threw four interceptions. How many of those picks led to them being at the 30, at the and other side of the score. 50-yard line? Or they would – I mean, yeah, for sure they would score, but it's like you're given easy opportunity. I, I wasn't super impressed by the Ravens' offense. And, you know, I think – I mean, their defense to me is definitely the thing that that kept them in that game. And, I mean, we've seen now the, the Browns did the similar thing to the Niners where if you have an elite-level defense, to me that's – that's the best key to to beating the Niners. If you can disrupt their offense, I I just don't know uh if they have the the necessary I it feels like the Niners are a little bit of a momentum offense. And, you know, we've talked about them not really having to play uh from behind so far this season. It's it's just I don't know. I, I feel like you need to kinda I, I would like to see how that game goes if, uh, if instead of turnovers, those maybe end in, in three and outs and and you know the Ravens have to have eighty yard drives. I just kind of want to see what that game would have looked like. Yeah,
0: and that's why Lamar is the front runner now because so much of it was Lamar creating and finding oh, guys. Yeah. What does the playbook even look like, right? I mean, that's what I, I think is the the biggest thing here. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Dolphins, Ravens, it doesn't get any easier for the Ravens. It does get a little bit easier, a lot easier for the Niners. And we will see if every time they say this is a this is a preview of the Super Bowl, I feel like it never is. And everybody is saying that. So I don't know who should be more nervous, Ravens fans or Niners fans about that. Got to yeah. get to a break. When we get back, back into the Kings talk, what to make of the Sacramento Kings. Are there leader issues? Do you still believe in them? And we will go around the roster and see who could be better. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.